Hey guys, welcome to Weekly Weird News, and today's episode is sponsored by Stitch Fix. We're uh, going to tell you about a special offer from them later in the show, but first, the weird news. One of those bittersweet parts of doing this job is when one of the weirdos that we've been following finally gets brought to justice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the right thing, but it's bad for our content. The story ends, yeah. uh, presumably. Yeah, it's bittersweet. For a beautiful golden period of time from the autumn of 2015 to the spring of 2018, Martin Shkreli was one of those characters who seemed to just never stop consistently providing us and the world with fresh new material, demonstrating what an absolute weirdo he is. Ever since he got sent to prison for seven years, though, we felt an emptiness here. Mm -hmm. But thanks to a new report out of the Wall Street Journal, we've got a nice little peek into Martin Shkreli's life behind bars. Before we get to that, though, maybe you've, uh, I don't know, somehow never heard of Martin Shkreli. Sure, maybe one of you, but uh, it's, it's pretty hard to sum this guy up in a couple sentences, if that's the case. So let's try to give a real, as quick as possible, rundown of exactly why this man captivated us so much. So Martin Shkreli first ended up in the public eye when it came out that his company, Turing Pharmaceuticals, had acquired the rights to a medication used to treat AIDS-related toxoplasmosis and immediately raised the price from $13.50 per pill to $750 per pill overnight. This story would have just been another forgotten footnote in the long list of reasons why the American for-profit healthcare model is bullshit if Scarelli had simply done what any other pharma CD CEO would have done in that situation. Just shut the fuck up and not responded to the criticism. But Scarelli wasn't like those other CEOs. Scarelli was a self-made 32-year-old millennial millionaire, and he'd be damned if he was going to pass up all these opportunities to get his face on the news and become famous. What he became, though, was infamous, because in the various interviews Screlly appeared on, he came off as a giant prick who seemed to genuinely enjoy how angry his drug price hike was making people. Uh, he instantly became the face of a huge existing problem in this country, and what a punchable face it was. Anyways, that story mostly died down after a few weeks, like all stories do, but Shkreli used it as a jumping off point to building his social media following on sites like Twitter, where he loudly and proudly doubled down on his rich asshole image. And for whatever reason, people seemed to love it. Yeah. Wasn't long, though, before Shkreli was back in the news for something else completely unrelated. The hip-hop group The Wu-Tang Clan had released their album Once Upon a Time in Shaolin in May of 2015, and what made this album unique was that they only released one single copy to be auctioned off to the highest bidder. At the time, the bidder was anonymous, but can you guess who that bidder was? That's right. Martin Shkreli. Yeah. Now, Shkreli had purchased the album for $2 million, and once Bloomberg Businessweek revealed him as the buyer in December of 2015, he absolutely relished all the hate once again being directed at him. When the idea for the album had been announced, many Wu-Tang fans had predicted that the album was going to end up getting purchased by some rich asshole, and it turned out that they were absolutely right about that. Shkreli hadn't even listened to the album after seven months of owning it, instead probably using, his, using it as a beverage coaster on his coffee table and constantly just bragging about owning it on Twitter. Yeah. A week later, after that Wu-Tang reveal, Martin Shkreli was arrested by the FBI, again for something completely unrelated, basically running a Ponzi scheme for several years where he'd start one company, get investments for it, and then pay off those investors using new investments from the next company that he started. It's not a Ponzi scheme. It's just a Ponzi scheme. Guys, I don't know. Like, people are calling it a Ponzi scheme, but what we're doing is we're getting investments and then we're using those investments to pay off our old investors. Yeah, it's the, not a Ponzi scheme. The YouTube community just learned about Ponzi schemes because of Ice Poseidon. Yeah, every every generation has, uh, has to be reminded of these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it has largely been speculated 
and we think this is probably accurate, that Shkreli would have probably never been investigated very closely for this if he hadn't put a big target on his back through all his public appearances. I mean, he hadn't lost anyone's money. That's the funniest thing. He had he had run a successful Ponzi scheme. Yeah. But Ponzi schemes are illegal whether you make money or not. I thought I was running a Fonzie scheme. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Smash jukebox. Yeah, plays Wu-Tang out. Oh, shit. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Once upon a time in show. Damn. Uh, oh. Anyways, uh, Shkreli got money, so he bailed himself out. He bailed himself out pretty easily and then uh, did some really fucking weird Skype interviews with TMZ. And then he next appeared in a congressional hearing on prescription drug pricing in February 2016, where he spent the whole time just smirking and pleading the Fifth Amendment in response to every single question. Oh, my Twitter followers are going to love this. Yeah. And then afterwards, he's like, Ugh, these are the idiots we got running this country. People are like, oh, they let me man. take advantage of the whole system. Now, a few days later, it came out that the IRS had recently filed a tax lien on Shkreli for $4.6 million in unpaid taxes and were seeking to recover that sum of money, uh, potentially through asset seizure, meaning that the IRS might come for the Wu-Tang album along with the other weird shit that he owned, like a Nazi Enigma machine. Anyway, Shkreli spent the rest of 2016 just shit posting on Twitter and doing weird YouTube live streams from his depressingly empty apartment. And then in January 2017, was banned from Twitter for targeted harassment of journalist Lauren Duca. He then continued to just constantly shit post on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Shkreli's trial for securities fraud finally came in the summer of 2017, and excerpts from the jury selection process show that it was difficult for attorneys to find jurors who didn't already know who Martin Shkreli is and despise him. He's got a real punchable face. Various potential jurors referred to Shkreli as a greedy little man, the most hated man in America, a dick who disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, one juror who said they'd never actually seen or heard of Shkreli told attorneys, when I walked in here today, I looked at him and in my head, that's a snake, not knowing who he was. I just walked in and looked right at him and that's a snake. Now, eventually, <laughs> they did find their impartial jury and Shkreli was found guilty on three of the eight charges against him. And he once again bailed himself out for $5 million while he awaited uh, his sentencing hearing. Of course, being out on bail doesn't mean you can just do whatever you want. Bail can be revoked for various reasons. And, and for Martin Shkreli, the reason was two Facebook posts he'd made in which he'd offered a cash bounty to anyone who attended Hillary Clinton's book tour and managed to grab a sample of hair off of her head. Pretty weird. Turns out if you're out on bail for multiple federal crimes you've already been fully convicted of, it's probably a bad idea to make weird public statements like this about the wife of a former president, even in jest. Yeah. Just instead, maybe just shut the fuck up. I don't know. I think I've heard that term somewhere before. Is Who is the... Was Shkreli the one that made us coin shut the fuck up? I don't know at this point. Who, who, uh, yeah, it's, Anytime it's someone lost, pops up in the news, it, we say it, and uh, it has almost lost meaning because no one ever follows the advice. Well, and yeah, Shkreli's, yeah, that's his biggest, his Achilles heel is his inability to just shut the fuck up as, and as we'll see in a few moments, continues to be his biggest Achilles heel. Yeah. So anyway, Martin Shkreli was back in jail for a few months <laughs> because of that, uh, uh, just waiting for his conviction. And in March of last year, he was sentenced to spend the next seven years of his life in prison which caused Shkreli to openly weep in court. Mm. Oh, shit, this is real now. Damn. His sentencing also included a bunch of civil asset forfeiture, including that Wu-Tang album. Though, mysteriously, it's kind of unclear who has that album right now. The feds wanted it as part of the asset forfeiture, but Shkreli said at various points that he'd sold it. It's unclear if he actually did, if he was trolling. I don't know. If the feds do, in fact, have it, it's odd that they haven't auctioned it off yet, but maybe it takes a while. Some tang head. 
with the feds probably took it or it's going to end up on storage wars. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that brings us to now. Shkreli is now one year into his prison term and aside from responding to letters that people write to him, we haven't really gotten much of an idea of how things are going for him in there. But according to a new piece in the Wall Street Journal, it sounds like he's still the same old Martin Shkreli, the one that you can count on, never shutting up Mm -hmm. and being a dick. Yeah. In fact, he says he's still running touring pharmaceuticals from behind bars. Wow. And since that whole drug pricing scandal, it's rebranded itself as Phoenixus. Mm, Terrible name. But Shkreli still owns a 40% stake. And before he went off to prison, he made sure to stack the company's board of directors with friends and loyalists, including a 27-year-old he met on Twitter whose previous job was flipping rare sneakers. Oh, a fellow businessman, I see. Mm-hmm. And Shkreli's still making all the major decisions for his company behind bars, including recently firing the company's CEO and then changing his mind about it, all so that when he gets out in 2023, he'll have a successful company waiting for him, in theory. Thing is, of course, federal inmates don't get a whole lot of time on the phone. So how is he able to do all this? Hmm. Oh, it's because he has a contraband cell phone. Did he put it in his prison pocket? Is that how he got it in? I don't want to think about it. Uh, Yeah, it's illegal to have a contraband phone as a prisoner, and it's also illegal to run a business from prison. And it's, it's Wait, ex- they have an, emolument, an, an emoluments clause in prison? <laughs> and it's extra legal to do both at the same time. One <laughs> wow. for the other. What a country. So it's no surprise that the U.S. Bureau of Prisons is now investigating Shkreli about these things that he, well, that was written about him in one of the biggest newspapers on Earth. Someone said it. We're not sure if it's him, but we have some theories. Also, Martin Shkreli's pharma company... Uh, despite all this, they're still not really doing so great these days, having lost about 20% of its value last year. Um, He's on the phone with the uh, the investors meeting. Okay, Screlly, it's not that bad. There's this company called MoviePass. You've been behind bars. You probably don't even know about it. But let's just say they're doing a lot worse than we are. He, you know what he should do? He needs to start up an events company selling uh, tickets to exclusive events like the Met Gala mm-hmm. and the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Yeah. And then not actually deliver the tickets and just keep the money and lose the phone number. Sure. The old Billy McFarlane. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, the, the contraband cell phone alone could get another year added to his sentence. Uh, the rest of it, I'm sure makes that even longer. So there may not even be a company waiting for him anymore once he gets out. Yeah. So uh, apparently, though, he's also kept up on his Twitter and Facebook shitposting while behind bars, though his prison accounts seem to have been swiftly deleted by Twitter and Facebook once this article broke. Offline, though, it sounds like he's doing okay. Here's an excerpt. He has made prison friends, including Crispy and D-Block, some of whom affectionately call him asshole, according to people with familiar with his new life. They walk alongside him in the hall to ward off shenanigans from other inmates. For reputational reasons, they persuaded him to turn down a gig playing guitar in a prison band because the other members were locked up for child molestation. Whew. Close call. Dodged a bullet there. Um, Aside from that, he's apparently trying to grow a beard, but it's patchy. Uh, He's been cutting his own hair with safety scissors. I'm sure he looks great. Uh, He gets into arguments with other inmates about proper grammar. Perfect. And uh, like many inmates, he's been using a lot of this newfound free time to hit the gym and work out. In fact, he's apparently gotten so swole over the last year that he can now do 15 push-ups in a row. And that's, you know, a year of training. We're very bad. I actually, when I I read this. Did you test yourself? I tested myself and I can still do 15 push-ups in a row. Yeah. So I'm at least on the Shkreli workout plan. It's not nothing, but if you're in prison, 
You should be doing you a should, little bit more. You should be able to do a little more than that. Yeah. You got no, there's nothing to fucking do. Yeah. Anyways, he may need to up those reps pretty soon, though, because according to multiple prison consultants that Vice spoke to, Shkreli using an illegal phone to illegally run a business that he's legally barred from running could get him sent from the white-collar resort prison he's currently at to a much more unpleasant maximum security prison. But no, will D-Block and, and Crispy be able to come with Can me? Can they come with me? Hmm. Guys, quick, break some laws. <laughs> Here's some books on securities fraud. <laughs> Uh, now, what's especially interesting here is that at no point in the article does the Wall Street Journal say they've actually spoken to Shkreli. Everything written here is just based off of quote-unquote sources. And these sources are knowledgeable about Shkreli's situation. And it's highly unlikely that they'd bother publishing this if they weren't sure that this story wasn't bullshit. Yeah. It is the Wall Street Journal, so you would hope yeah, that well, d- they would do their fact-checking and at least... You can't just like call up a newspaper and say I got some, like they're gonna they're gonna like look into you they're gonna yeah. verify that you know what you're talking about yeah um, yeah so it has led some to speculate that the source is actually Shkreli himself who decided it would be fun to brag to a major newspaper about how he's doing in prison without blatantly outing himself as the person supplying the information plus it, it's it's like uh, uh, story laundering. Where it comes back and he's like, I don't have a, I'm not running anything Whoa, in who here. Says who says that? that? Who I mean, say such a it would be pretty cool of me if I was, but no. No, not doing it. Uh, in any case, the article also mentions that an author has been visiting him regularly to interview him about a book that they're writing about him. So I'm sure that that book will be a very interesting read when it eventually comes out. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a hell of a story. When I was, uh, you know, I, when we have recurring characters like this, I like to go back and search through our old scripts and, you know, pull my information from there. And uh, we, in addition to all the episodes we've done about him, we mentioned Shkreli so often. Yeah. Like, he's, he's so unique. Prolific he, in yeah. the weird so characters it, list. It took me quite a while to really recap uh, yeah. the Shkreli saga. It's actually good that this all happened because we got to do a, a new episode that kind of retold the whole story because the other ones had been deleted. Yeah. So now we have a fresh Shkreli take on this channel. And, th- and this was... Uh, Again, like there, like I, I'm kind of shocked that there hasn't been a full feature length documentary about Martin Shkreli's rise and fall because people it are is, probably just like, who gives a shit about this guy? I mean, it's fascinating because again, yeah. like, like it, you can call him an idiot, but he's not an idiot. He's he's a very smart dude. Yeah, uh, but he also his ethics are yeah weird and bad, and he has this pathological need for attention. Yeah, that. Uh, overpowers ultimately any kind of has rational up, thinking. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah, his need for attention has completely self sabotaged everything about his life. I, I, I think it's fucking fascinating. If I had nothing else going on, I'd say that we should do this documentary, but kind of busy. Documentaries are a lot of work, and plus, he's over in New Jersey right now. Too far. It's too far. Just give mm-hmm. me a prisoner in LA. That's, uh, I'll drive downtown to City Penitentiary. Yeah, the Twin Towers. Yeah. That's what they call it. <laughs> I don't know if they still call it that. Well, it might be in poor taste now, but that's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, before we get to this week's best headlines, and boy, are there a lot of them, it is time for a word from this week's sponsor, Stitch Fix. I don't know where I got these jack- this jacket. Mm. Uh, Stitch Fix. Yeah. That's where I got it. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. Just go to stitchfix.com weird and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. 
So you'll be paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick items and send them right to your door. Uh, you try them on, you pay for what you love, you return the rest. Shipping and exchanges and returns are always free. There's no subscription required, and you can sign up to receive scheduled shipments, or you can just do your fix whenever you want. I got one coming up soon, I think. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, which is applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. So get started now at stitchfix.com weird, and you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com weird to get started today. Stitchfix.com weird. Or click the link below. Yeah. Easy as pie. Now for some weird-ass headlines. Starting uh, with, uh, this is, uh, this is wild. Brazil's president shocks country with graphic golden shower tweet. Yeah, and it so... sounds like it sounds like he pulled a little Ted Cruz and accidentally tweeted some porno, but no, he was actually using it to show how disgraceful. Well, he and, okay, and just during Carnival. The funny part is, you know, anyone who can't speak Portuguese or pick up on like the context clues of the caption, it looked like the president of a country was literally just sharing a video. On social media, of someone of, peeing in someone else's of, mouth, yeah, them. yeah. What he was doing, like the video is real, and it's yeah. from one of the carnival celebrations. Yeah. He was basically trying to be like, "Look how far this country has fell, fallen. Like yeah. this Look is where disgraceful. The are oh, yeah. we need to take back this country from these uh, disgusting uh, people who are ruining Piss carnival. Drinkers. Carnival is supposed to be a religious holiday, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. So he did that, and everyone's like, "The real golden uh, shower what? should be the money that we're all making." Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> Real golden shower comes from the Lord. Yeah, the Lord sends his golden shower onto you. But he posts that, and then a lot of people, I guess golden shower is a universal term. Yeah, it's great. People in, in Portuguese were responding to him, like, and, and so he had another tweet that was literally just like, what is a golden shower? Perfect. So, yeah. Hey, it's not just, not just America and Britain and... Uh, every other country, it's yeah. it's literally every other country, yeah. is just a clown show right now. <laughs> yeah. Great. Whew. Also, this guy's terrible. It's, mm. uh, he's, a, he's a bad man. Next headline, here's a, a good one from our friends up north. Four Canadian wolves airdropped in U.S. National Park to deal with moose. This is a classic starting I, tale. I, I, it's like Suicide Squad with animals. Yeah. It's like, America, we killed all our wolves off in like the by the beginning of the 20th century. We need them now because it's like apparently wolves serve a pretty important purpose in uh, the ecosystem and you know, balancing everything out. So they're like, all right, <laughs> we, we need four of the baddest Canadian wolves. <laughs> Why should I trust you people? Yeah. Look, we don't like working you with, with you any more than you like working with us. But here's the deal. We got a job and we got to do it. We're going to drop you down there in Michigan. And you can eat all the moose you want. But here's the thing, because this is a tale as old as time. And this is the starting point of all of the same stories that spawn from this. What are they going to do when they need to get rid of the wolves? What apex predator are they going to drop in to take care of the wolves, which will then need another apex predator to take care of that? Wolves have never had an apex predator. Nah, we'll, we'll find one. There's literally, so this, this Nash, I think it's, a, yeah. Nothing can kill a wolf? Well. We gotta get that guy from Colorado. They can, like, starve to death. The guy from, send the guy from Colorado in to wrestle the wolves to death. Who? Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's... I mean, if they have, like, a cub, maybe he can. You guys got any smaller wolves that I can kill? Yeah. So this national park, I guess they only had, like, three wolves there at all. So, they're, I mean, they're doubling the population with these four new ones. 
And uh, yeah, I don't. I, it seems like something that if it gets out of hand, will take quite a while to get out of hand. Oh, okay. And at that point, you know, they'll just fucking shoot them. They're all tagged and shit. No. Good. Were they, were they like all female wolves or something? So uh, it's one breed? female and three males. Ooh, uh-oh. So she's in for <laughs> quite some trouble. A treat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they they, they <laughs> fucking went up to Canada, tranked these wolves, airlifted them. Dropped him down and they were well, like... Well, they were very pissed off when they wake up. They, they said they were like... They woke up and they immediately found the trail of the existing wolves and like joined up with the pack. Oh, cool. What are we, some kind of wolf squad? Wolf pack. <laughs> the wolf pack. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this is in Michigan? Yeah. Good. Maybe Joe Perrell will do an episode about it. The, the, the Upper Peninsula wolf. <laughs> Flown in from the great in. country of Canada where everyone's favorite. <laughs> favorite they love... They have maple syrup and pancakes. Watch Joe Parra talks with you. Yeah, it's the best show on TV. It is. Stray dog becomes first to conquer Himalayan summit after tagging along with climbing expedition. This is wild. They, uh, they, they believe that this is the, this dog has gone higher than any dog has been recorded to before. And it was literally like, they were at this base camp at the very bottom of the mountain. There's a stray dog around like, ah, whatever. And the dog like starts following him when they start going up. Like, ah, he'll, He'll get cold and tired. He'll turn around. <laughs> just, that keeps, dog will die any second. Yeah, the dog keeps going. They, they reached like another base camp where it was like fucking freezing out. The dog was like sleeping outside and they're like, that dog's probably going to die in the middle of the night. The next morning he's well, like, we'll all right, it. all right, where are we going? <laughs> we'll eat the dog in the morning. Yeah, It'll be uh, fine. Uh, like they, once they got to the part where the, the people had to start taking like oxygen breaks, like the dog was just like kept going. Like, where are you guys at? Hey, catch up guys. We're going up, right? Well, good for that dog. Yeah. Dog's a fucking badass. Yeah. Can't wait for his free solo movie. <laughs> It'll be great. Can't I wait wa- to find out that dog was doping the whole time. I watched that movie this week. Mm, it is can't great. Can't do it. I can't do it. No, it's great. I can't look. The only problem is the guy's girlfriend just the whole time is like, you sure you want to do this? He's like, yeah, I'm fucking sure. This is my entire life. Is that the one where the guy died like after the movie? Well, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Well, yeah, it's. I just... Like, yeah, it's cool that you... All these, like, climbing these mountains as well. I'm like, it's great. Good for you. It was cooler when it was, like, one person doing it for the first time. Like, now you're just taking a calculated but not very rational risk. Like, people die climbing mountains and rock climbing all the fucking time. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe it's the coolest feeling in the world. But... It's definitely the coldest feeling in the world. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's messed up because... Mm-hmm. Especially when you got like kids and stuff. I don't know. It, yeah. I, I'm conflicted about it. Uh, free Solo, it's a, you can stream it now. And like uh, I watched it on Hulu because National Geographic actually played it. So mm. good movie. Good movie. But speaking of being a man, billionaire diamond trader dies during penis enhancement procedure reports, say. How, what in, what uh, enhancement was he getting done? Getting a reduction, right? Too big. I mean, possibly. Sounds like it's probably him getting his, his dick enlarged, though. Uh. Which. I don't know. It's like you're a fucking billionaire. What do you need a bigger dick for? Unless it was like a micro penis, like. But then, it's like, what are you gonna do? You can't really stretch. Even that thing then, out. like, you can like. There are solutions. You've got all the money in the world. Yeah, just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really know what to what what the deal is. It must have been very small. He must have been very self conscious about it. But uh, you're a billionaire. And he paid the ultimate price. There's so many women who don't give a shit See, if you but, even have a dick. Here's the thing. Billionaire, he could have climbed Everest instead of dying from his dick injury. Yeah, he could have died on a mountain. Yeah. And, and had his body lot, just lay there for the next 200 years. Would have been a lot cooler. And then everyone would have known. They would have been going by and they'd have been like, There's the guy you, with the tiny dick. When you pass the guy with the small pecker, you know that you're almost there. 
<sighs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, it, it helps that this guy sounds like a real piece of shit, just in general. Yeah. And there's I mean, worse ways to die, but not many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Australian town mourns beloved crocodile shot in the head. Ooh, are they going to arrest the person that did it and put him to trial? They're trying, because this apparently he was one of the good ones. Now, you think of crocodiles, you think of uh, danger, avoid. Oh, no, that's just me, mate. Yeah, it's Roger. It was, uh, his name was Bismarck. Bismarck. And it's me, mate, Bismarck. Oh, they, someone went they and liked shot him. Bismarck. He was 80 years old, Oof. and he uh, they liked him because crocodiles, they have territories, and he was taking up this one territory near people and didn't fuck with people at all. Good. Like, he didn't care. So, yeah. like, they're all pissed now because they're like, now a actual bad crocodile is going to come in. Bad crocodile with a gun. And we're not going to be able to, like, go fishing. Uh, I, I'll, I'll play the video of the, the, the fisherman that discovered the body. It's, uh, it's, oh! it's very Australian. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Bogan for done that. I wonder if he'd like it if I came over and jumped on his head for an hour with me fists. Probably not. Human beings, mate. Fucking shit! <laughs> they killed. They killed Bismack. Fuck. Yeah. Well, sad. I hope the the perpetrator goes to jail. I, I hope they should feed him to the mean crocodile. That fucking Bogan. Yeah. You damn Bogan. Well, I'm not gonna say that. Bismarck word, I don't never. Know what it means. Bismarck never wanted to. Heard a human. Yeah. How dare you? Judge says God told him that sex trafficking suspect was innocent. Very normal country we got here. Yeah. Just top notch. Listen, I know we got this evidence and with this jury, but I'm telling you, just got a just got an SMS from on high saying I was uh, thinking about he's innocent. I walked into the courthouse today and I looked at the ruling and I, I just gotta tell you that last night I opened my arms. And I looked towards the sky, and I took the Lord's golden shower down on upon me. And it was warm. It was warm. It was delicious. <laughs> and it said, free. Free this suspect. And yeah. then buy a Ferrari. And by God, I'm going to do it. Anyway, the jury didn't listen to him. And <laughs> they convicted. And now he is uh, in trouble for, uh, you know, he's got some ethics complaints against him. Oh, cool. Because uh, yeah, the U.S. justice system is not... Uh, doesn't really factor in messages from God. Yeah. It's not really part of it. Yeah, so hmm. there you go. Yeah. Speaking of which, sex outside of marriage may soon be legal in Utah. Finally. There's there there's coffee shops, there's breweries, and now there's sex outside of marriage. Well, Utah's really coming around. Some, it, it still hasn't passed, and there's a, there's a few lawmakers there who are just not so down with it. You know what we need? That Utah... Uh, what was he, the governor, the mayor that went to Nevada to try weed? Uh, he was a uh, state representative. The state rep. We need to have him have sex outside of marriage. And he's like, guys, it's great. Well, he's not in there anymore. He retired. Damn it. Yeah. All the good ones. Just like Bismarck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, They're all gone. The only good die young. Uh, it's, <laughs> so you hear Utah, uh, <laughs> sex outside of marriage, illegal. You think, oh, this law must be from like, Joseph Smith there. No, this law was put in place in like 1973. Yeah. Probably to stop all the cults. Um, I'm, I, I'm not clear on how many people actually got, have been charged with this misdemeanor. Seems, seems like it would be hard to enforce, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, very normal country we got here. Especially well, Utah. This, it's an Alexa device, but it's called the Seer Stone. And you put it in your house and it alerts the police whenever you have sex outside of marriage or drink coffee yeah it's the right thing to do yeah you know but if you beat the shit out of your wife silent well i mean it's it's a private matter (laughs) eyes closed from god yeah uh (laughs) arizona lawmaker says mandatory vaccine laws are communist 
amid a nationwide measles outbreak. Damn commies. Uh, oh, also, this lady, and no one else has made this connection. This is the same lady who uh, took on a fursona. Remember that, like, ah. six months ago? And she's the one that thinks that vaccines are communist? Yeah, she's a fucking weirdo. She, like... She, she's a very strange person and not smart. Like she, she thinks that uh, vaccinating is an attack on liberty or like mandatory vaccinations are an attack on personal liberty. And you're, if you're vaccinating people by force, you're basically, you're living in the USSR. Even though there's literally a fucking measles outbreak right now in this country, a disease which should not exist anymore. Yeah. Because people can't be bothered to vaccinate. Not because they think it's going to give them the tism. Not for my kids. Lawmaker promoting anti-vax bill suggests measles can be treated with antibiotics. It can't. Hmm. Because it's a fucking virus. Wait, is this a lawmaker God or a doctor? Lawmaker. Oh, well, I'll probably trust the doctor then. Yeah. Yeah. In matters of... Just put some Neosporin on it. In matters of uh, diseases and medicine, yeah. I'll defer to doctors and scientists instead yeah. of lawmakers and anti-vaxxers. Oh, you got measles? Take a salt tablet. Get back on the field. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I got measles, I'm pretty strong. So I could fight it. I could fight the disease. Yeah. Like everyone else who gets it, they're probably weak little sissies. But give yeah. me the measles. I'll show that measles. I'll show them. I don't need no pussy vaccine in my body. Probably going to give me the tism. <laughs> uh, moving on. Florida man who allegedly threatened family with Coldplay lyrics and standoff after SWAT promises him pizza. We're just doing Mad Libs now, I guess. Yeah, that was uh, quite the headline. <laughs> yeah. Like a headline generator. Subreddit simulator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so We if, taught uh, an AI how to make crime how, headlines. How to commit crimes. Uh, uh, we analyzed 10,000 Florida stories and found the perfect oh, AI criminal. Man. If I knew anything about, like, AI, I would program that. Yeah. AI Flor Florida bot. I think half of those AI things are bullshit. Just people trying to get retweets. Uh... Well, the ones that do, yeah, a lot of them are bullshit. A few of them are, are real, though. Yeah. Uh, but they're, like, they're not very complex. Uh, uh, did he get pizza, though, at the end? Did he get his pizza? No. The pizza was a lie. And uh, the, Coldplay, well, the Coldplay lyrics that he texted to his, his family, it was uh, that song, Fix You, mm. which, like, Supposed to be a pretty uplifting song, if I recall, but I guess, you know, in the right tone of voice, it could be seen as threatening. Just never, ever text anyone from your school the lyrics to foster the people, and you'll be fine. Whew, that yeah, that's fucked up. That song's about, uh, it's told in first person about shooting up school. Yeah. But, you know, it's a great it's, summer it's jam. It's got a real, <laughs> real good hook to it. Real Makes fine me just want to go to the beach. Yeah. Not armed. Better <laughs> run, better run, faster than my uh, beach ball. Right? That's what he said. Yeah. That's, <laughs> woo. Uh, kind of just skirted over everyone's eyes. Uh, uh, it's no one, pretty amazing that they managed to, proof like. that no one looks at the lyrics of yeah, that song. The, the success of that song is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a testament to something. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the fucking, the shooter from uh, uh, South Florida, like, had, like, wrote the lyrics down and said he listened to the song a bunch, too. That's not great. No. Hmm. Uh, anyways, Martha Stewart partners with Canadian cannabis firm. Martha Stewart, she did her time. She really, she's like, and she Martha is, Stewart's like a fine wine. Yeah. Like she's gotten better with age. Absolutely. And physically her, and intellectually. And her culinary skills haven't suffered, I'm sure. But she has gotten a lot more laid back, a yeah. lot cooler. She's a weed mom now. The best thing that ever happened to Martha Stewart was committing fraud. Yeah. 
That's I yeah. She got a look on the inside and she's, yeah, she's like, like hmm. she learned a little bit about how the other so half I lives. did a little insider trading. Yeah. And then, she, you know, making friends with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Uh, an unlikely friendship that persists to this day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just fucking wild to like, if you if you went back to the year like 1995 and you're like, hey, I'm from 2019. Martha Stewart's guess what? awesome. Martha Stewart is selling weed. Yeah. And they'd be like. Legally. <laughs> yeah, legally. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to be fair, it is. She's she's. Partnering with a CBD oil company. Yeah, yeah. So it's non-psychoactive. But it, even that, it's like, it's crazy that one of the most uh, mainstream sort of, like, home lifestyle people. Yeah, everybody's mom it, from the 90s. Yeah, everybody's mom from the 90s is smoking fucking weed. <laughs> well, everyone's mom from the 90s is definitely doing CBD oil right now. Anyway, oh, yeah. So it's perfect. Yeah, no, I still haven't gotten it to work. I've tried so hard. It, you, don't, you don't feel it regardless. I know, but... I mean, that's the thing is, like, am I calmer now? I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's dubious, but... Uh, <laughs> dubious. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Even if it is just the placebo effect, like, I puff on one pretty regularly. Yeah. I like it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Regular weed's fine. I just mm, can't have the can't stuff that gives it. me... Don't can't want it. me the stuff that makes my mind run. The, actually, I need the bed stuff, not my, the uh, awake stuff. My favorite is the stuff that's like 75% CBD, 25% yeah, THC. Yeah, that's fine. Because you actually... Uh, a lot of studies have shown that CBD, in order to work, needs some THC present uh, to like activate. Mm-hmm. Again, no one... Uh, we only started studying this shit in the last like two years. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that's probably true because every time I've smoked like... Uh, the stuff that's like mostly CBD with just a little bit of THC, like I feel fucking great. Yeah. Feel just the tiniest tingly well, bit high. Off to the weed store. Yeah, I know. <laughs> By the way, I still just, haven't been to a fucking really? weed store. Oh, it's yet. great. You I just haven't walk been. in. You yeah. just walk in and you buy things. It's it, it's it, inconceivable in I my just, brain. It just hasn't occurred to me to try it. And I it did yet. it for so long with the medical license, but now it just seems even crazier that like, you could just like if my brother comes to visit, it's just like let's go buy I don't know an ounce of weed. An ounce of weed, like I feel like I would never finish that. No, I would. I would, never... I would get like this far into it. I I had someone visiting <laughs> that went and bought some, and they they like left me a bunch, and it's still sitting in my desk. Yeah, and that was probably two years ago. Sorry, uh, uh, what's his name from? Hope Steve? he's not on weed. Yeah, Valve. Uh, uh, what's his name? Gabe, he's Gabe Newell's Gabe. out back on his motorcycle again. Yeah. Anyways, this is the last headline. Let's get through it. Man lost in snow for five days, survived on Taco Bell sauce packets. Is that all he's packed? Well, he uh, he like pulled over, slept in his car. The mm. next day, the snow it was like a fucking blizzard. And he was completely trapped. It was him and his dog. All he had was like some leftover sauce packets at the bottom of a Taco Bell bag, and like I guess he was like probably licking snow and shit, but. Uh, yeah. So next time someone complains about like, oh, your car's a mess. You got, oh, there's a fucking French fry right there. Tell them like, yep, you're saving survival. that shit. So yeah. Survival food. Yeah. I thought you were going to say he survived off of the funny witty jokes that are printed on the packets. I just needed to laugh until rescuers arrived. <laughs> needed a couple little jokes to get me through the nights. Are there jokes on those? Yeah. Yeah. They have like funny little sayings on them. Oh, I've never yeah. read them. I just tear right into them. I, I glug them down. I had Taco Bell once like six months ago just because I was I, I was walking by one. and I was like, huh, there's something I haven't been uh, been inside of in mm. years. Let's try that. And then I felt like shit for the rest of the day. Yeah, I ordered about once a month when I'm feeling naughty. Like, uh, fuck it. Taco Bell night. <laughs> and then every single time I wake up the next day like, oh, <laughs> 
what the fuck? Yeah, it's one of those things that makes you instantly feel bad, as most <laughs> yeah. most fast food will do. But going down, it's so good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's it uh, for Weekly Weird News this week. Enjoy your CBD oil, kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, don't forget to uh, go to the Patreon. Support us on Patreon. Check out our sponsor, Stitch Fix. Uh, click the join button below the video to become a member. And uh, have a great weekend. It's uh, No, next week is St. Patrick's Day. You have a week to buy green shirts and beer. Yeah, or you're going to get pinched. I'll pinch you. I'm going to be in Mexico for St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. Yeah. So. Bye. 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 <laughs>